What's up, everybody? Just wanted to hit this at the top. Would you be shocked if I told you I've actually recorded like nine of these? And every time I'm like, no, that's no good. And I go back and delete it. This is this is sad. Sad. Anyway, <laughs> just wanted to say thank you all so much for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, please. Also, I am on uh, Patreon now. Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Uh, we've got two different tiers. $5 tier gets you early episodes and then uh, also a bonus episode every month. And that bonus episode will be coming out uh, shortly. And then the $15 tier will get you those things. Plus, if you are a $15 subscriber for six months, we'll have you on the show. We're going to do like a mini uh, X Drinking Buddy episode with you. You would be officially become one of my drinking buddies. So just check all that stuff out. I really appreciate everyone listening. No producer notes this week. Everything is golden in this episode. Lots of shit to be talked. Lots of stories told. Thank you again for listening and enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab me a coke. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up because he didn't sober up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. Um, one of my favorite things back when I was partying, drinking, doing drugs was to hang out with friends, talk shop, talk shit, just kind of uh, relive some old drinking stories, party stories, getting in trouble stories. I'm sober now, coming up on three years sober, but that's still one of my favorite things to do. Every once in a while, I'll do a solo show, but normally I will have a guest in so we can kind of go over some of their party stories, and today is no exception. I've got one of the kings of party stories in St. Augustine, very funny comedian. Stop it. Aaron Eads, what's up, man? How's it going? Brandon? It's going good, man. How are you doing? I <laughs> uh, can't complain, man. Just day off, finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Go ahead, uh, plug everything up front. Social media, anything you got going on, just let everybody know yeah, where man. they can find you. Uh, basically, uh, I'm on Facebook at just Aaron Eads. Uh, you can find all of my stuff there. I pretty much plug all of my comedy shows there. Uh, Instagram is Eadstagram, uh, E-A-D-E-S. Instagram, uh, <laughs> and then it's just my full name backwards on Twitter. So Aaron needs backwards. It's like Sade Nora, or something like that. So. <laughs> and you, um, so you're based out of St. Augustine. You also, you and your beautiful girlfriend Courtney and Nick also run a show out here. My Paper beautiful Root. girlfriends Courtney and Nick. Yeah, that we we, uh, <laughs> we we run a show here. Uh, Paper Root. It's um, it's definitely our baby, man. It's it's something that when we 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 got into comedy about coming up on three years ago now, and uh, we we all started doing open mics at this place called Boca Bar, which has since shut down. But like that's where we all met and got started and whatnot. And then um, one night, uh, Courtney and I went over to this. It was it was just a random thing that Paper Root was having. It was like a like a movie night or whatever. Yeah, because they've got that big yeah, room in the back. For sure. So they were like projecting a like a big movie. It was Lost Boys, uh, I think, on the screen. Classic. So, yeah. So <laughs> Courtney and I went to watch and hang out. And while we were in there, we were just like, damn, like this would be a perfect room for comedy. So 
we talked to the uh, to the owner there, Greg Detra, who's an awesome, awesome guy. He's helped us out so so much. I can't even can't even express it. But uh, yeah, he was like, "We're down to try it out. You know, let's pick a night, give it a shot." And the first night, dude, was like fucking yeah because it's become one of the i mean it's on a little bit of a hiatus right now with everything going on yeah i mean we haven't we it's it's actually just marked over a year since we've done a show which really sucks because i mean we had done 16 shows in a row and i don't think one had under like 50 people at it yeah that was those were all really awesome shows with great energy it's something we've always wanted to do monthly too to keep that energy there and not you know let it die out doing yeah well and it was definitely i remember doing that and it was it was funny because it's one of those things like everyone talks about Paper Route because it was one of yeah. the best showcases that we had in the fifty in a fifty mile radius. Yeah, we're we're definitely bummed. <laughs> we, but I, I mean, we, I know it's coming we back. We miss it. We miss it a lot. You know, we just don't want to push it too much to 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 with everything going on right now. We don't want to make people uncomfortable. We want people to want to come to the show. We yeah. want people to want to be there and not be worried about showing up with yeah, with the absolutely like. Uh, and I'm not trying to sound, you know, cocky or anything, but just like with the amount of crowd that's normally there, I feel like people <laughs> would worry about showing up. So. No, for sure. So we'll just, it's on a hiatus, but everyone who's listening, especially in the St. Augustine Jacksonville area, keep your eyes out because it will be coming back here eventually. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we're, we're in talks with Greg right now, you know, just, just trying to figure out the appropriate way to bring it back. You know, we are thinking about only pre-sale tickets, you know, table spacing and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. So, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Just, just trying to figure out the right way to do it and the right way that we could bring, you know, still, still bring great comedians in there and get them paid the right way and everything. Absolutely. So that's, that's something we really pride ourselves on, like is, is being able to bring people in and, and, really getting them paid what we think they deserve to be paid for a good showcase that so that's yeah so beautiful well you yeah. um so you mentioned it you started comedy how long ago now three years about four years three years it's coming up on three years we'll be okay. at, we'll be at three years like in like a month or two which is insane yeah. to me because when i came back into comp so i came back into comedy right around the time that you were starting but because of paper route and um, we were doing, we were also doing the show at uh, Core Zone, R.I.P. Core Zone Theater. Oh, man, but we were doing because we, yeah. all those shows were going on. I just assumed. Dude, I, I see, like, I, I've been going through my Facebook memories lately, and I'll see, like, you know, like a year ago, two years ago, you were performing at Core Zone Theater, and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like it was one of the casualties man, with everything going that's, on. That's that's such a big COVID loss for for comedy, and and I I know it might not be as big to people that that aren't directly from here but man in st augustine like we don't have a lot of places to do comedy yeah you know like there's like jackie knights um which is a great room shout out to jackie knights um always fun to do comedy there corazon was always awesome and then i mean you got paper route yeah besides and that was that and that's pretty much it <laughs> like yeah. there's not a place like in st augustine right now that you can just really go do an open mic. Like you have to travel to Jacksonville or Daytona. Yeah, so I was going to say, because in Jacksonville, we've got mics. Yeah, so. we've got mics five nights a week. I know Daytona has two or three mics a week. Yeah. And then here, because um, we had... Uh, that's It's something that this town is really missing, and it's got a budding comedy scene. I mean, it did when, yeah. whenever, whenever, you know, when, when it, before COVID hit. But, like, it, it, it's something that, 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 honestly, we have been kind of bent on starting up. We're just looking for the right place. Um, but... 
you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. That's nothing I can say yeah. definitely right now. No, so. I understand. But it was, it's, it's mm-hmm. weird because I, I thought I had just assumed you had been in comedy so much longer because of the fact that you guys ran one of the most coveted rooms for comics in the, in local scenes, but be it Daytona, Jacksonville, Orlando, everyone wanted to do paper route. And that was your guys's baby. So it, when I first like heard about you and met you guys and stuff, I was like, I just assumed you guys had been doing comedy for years. Well, it was honestly a strike of luck, man. Um, if I had to put it correctly, like our, our first showcase, uh, Nick knew, uh, has known Christoph Jean for a while. Yeah. And, um, he really, you know, told us a lot of the great comedians from around the area that we should be, you know, plugged in with and know and stuff like that. Yeah. And two of the names he said, um, had that he had told Nick that Nick relayed to me were, were Chris Buck and Brian Ziola. And I saw that that week they were performing at Corazon, um, bringing Corazon yeah, back up. But certainly. anyways, I, I went to Corazon to see them perform. Uh, first time I ever met them. And that night, um, I was like, do you guys, you know, want to go grab a couple beers or something like that? And they were like, yeah, we'll come hang out. Little did I know that both of them don't, don't drink, don't even drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I got a beer and they were both like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, and we just like went outside and smoked cigarettes and talked forever. And that was after we had done our first showcase. So we hadn't even booked our second showcase yet. Okay. Um, our first showcase was, uh, Christoph, uh, we had David red was also on that one. Who's awesome. Yeah. Local St. Augustine comedian, love David red to death. Um, and then Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Sadler was also on that one, who is a local local music artist. She's great, but she was doing a lot of comedy at the time and okay. had a very funny set. So she was on our, our showcase. But um, for that second one, we I booked, uh, I was able to book Brian and Chris to to do our show that night, um, and they like gave it a shot and came and did it, and 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 it, it really just introduced us to so many more people. We yeah, started, because if you have Brian and Buck, then everyone yeah, from Jackson. And, and, and it was on our second showcase that yeah. we ever had. So like, it was it was it was cool that we were able to book them and stuff like that. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I even went to the show like with the like bookers like mentality. I was like, I'm gonna watch these guys and like they they're so good. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Okay. And then after the show it was like, cool. I got to talk to him, get him to do our <laughs> show, you know, but, but, but now it's cool, man. Like I'm, 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 I haven't seen, you know, Chris in a while, but I, every time we see each other, we pick it right up. And yeah. Brian, you know, I've only seen a couple times over quarantine when I've, when I've done Hyperion, but you know, he's, uh, He's a teddy bear. Yeah, I'm he's gonna, a big lovable love guy. I've been uh, yeah. third episode, uh, third or fourth episode of okay. this uh, show. He was on. He had one of the most moving things. Um, I clipped it. I've ever heard when it came to comedy. He talked about comedy as an art form, and he was like, "When you go to see like a movie like The Revenant, you're not like mm. where like more bang bang guns. Where are the explosives?" He's like, yeah. "But people treat comedy like that. They're yeah. like, where's all the silliness?" He's like, it "Doesn't always have to be like that." No, 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 no. Which to me, which actually segues perfectly into kind of your style of comedy, mm. because um, you can get kind of dark. Yeah, that's that's what I pride myself on, which it's, is hilarious. I like, I like to hear groans as much as I like to hear laughs. Yeah, a lot of times it's a the, when I hear like a perfect mix of the two i'm like that's my heart just sings yeah like <laughs> because you i've referenced it on the show i I've obviously didn't burn it but you have probably one of the funniest jokes about 9-11 yeah that i've ever heard and that i know one, I, I bring it up to people all the time when they're like well not everything's funny i'm like actually actually 
Yeah, then, I beg um, to differ. I have a friend <laughs> who would beg to differ. I I really like that I get mentioned in that light. That's cool. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, we bring it up I, all the time. And and you know, I know that those things are tragic and this that that a lot of the things that I that I try to talk about on stage are pretty fucked up things and it's it's not so that people will like pay attention for me or for shock value. It's because I think it's cool to kind of try to take those things and bend them into funny. Like it's, it's, you know, those are things that are tragic for a lot of people and that, that are, you know, I'm not saying nine 11 is tragic for everybody, you know, that that's more tragic for like the things that the people that it happened to as a country yeah, it happened to us. But at this point, you know, a lot of people are, it's, it's not as close to them as it was. Yeah. So that, that joke, that joke's not pulling as people's heartstrings as much as like, you know, when I make a joke about like suicide or make a joke about like school shootings or something yeah, like yeah. that, you know, but like another great joke that you, yeah. but, but those, those jokes I love to make because those are big social issues right now. And it's, it's good to be able to laugh at them yeah. in a sense and look at them in a positive light and think, you know, this, you know, this is a bad thing, but there's, there's ways that you can look at it that, that, can make you not think about it in such a bad way. I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I completely agree with that because my style of comedy is similar, but instead of talking about like you're saying broader social issues, I talk, I focus more on uh, specific individual things that have happened, but you talk about, but you, it's that same kind of like, we're going to make this funny. I know no one here thinks this can be funny, yeah. but we're going to, we're going to try and make it funny. And that's the challenge of it, which is yeah. a lot of fun too. And religion. I like talking about too, Yeah, because that you, you, can instantly spot the people when you go up on stage that it's like, Ooh, I can't wait to make this joke about Jesus because that's going to rub this person the wrong way just yeah. a little bit. But well, and it's the joke my you favorite have. is I keep my eyes on them cause it's like, it's going to rub you the wrong way, but at the end you're going to laugh at it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and if you really think about it, cause I know some of your religious jokes, it's not even, you would think cause a lot it's of not, it's not sacrilegious. It's yeah. more of like an op- observation. Exactly. You know, and that's like, what I was going to say is it's not, if you actually listen, cause the thing that I've run into and I'm sure you've run into this too, is I've got certain jokes about things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And when I tell those, and you know, I'm a storyteller. So when I tell those stories, a lot of times people will hear one thing and then they don't hear the rest of the story. Yeah. So like I have a joke about being in jail and the Tyrone thing. And yeah. like we're friends on Facebook. I've known him forever. But people hear me talking about, oh, why does it have to be a black person that you're talking to? Yeah. Is that because you're in jail? It's like, no, because this happened. Yeah. But they and get it's just so like, hung I up think, on that detail. I think probably like the thing that would bother a lot of people is like the name Tyrone. Like yeah. it's it's stereotypical, but if that's the guy's name, that's the guy's name. And you're yeah. pulling from And when I tell the whole story, you know, like, it's it, it has nothing to do black, white, you know, per, it has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. And it's the same thing because you have some religious jokes that if you listen to the whole joke, it's mm. not blasphemous or sacrilegious yeah. at all. It's I'm an observation. Saying, yeah, about, like I'm not saying he didn't exist. I'm just saying. In like, fact, what you're if, doing quite the opposite. Like, what if maybe Joseph worked on his cross? You yeah, know, he's, a, he's carpenter. a carpenter. Yeah, and so that, that, that's that's all. Yeah, like it, I, I won't give the whole thing away. Oh, Come watch shit. me perform sometime. But that's a little gist. <laughs> a little taste. Um, so you, the one thing I know about you. Mm. Um, just from following you on social media and being your friend now for a few years is you like to party. You get down. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I've been a bartender now for the last uh, four years, which has um, definitely upped my 
alcohol intake uh, <laughs> tolerance. <laughs> yeah, because it's it might seem unassuming with because you talk softly on, softly on the mic. Yeah. Whenever you do a show, you always sit and cross your legs and yeah, kind of talk soft. I'm, I'm I'm pretty relaxed. Um, I, I'm I. I was very wired as a child. I think I got all of my energy out when I was younger. <laughs> That's a good I, way to I was it. ADHD and all that. Yeah. So I, I now I just kind of, you know, drink my whiskey and smoke some pot and hang out yeah, when I'm off chill. when I'm not working. So, <laughs> but you um, you also so you like to party. You yeah. also are an incredibly big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Definitely. You're just a sports fan in general, though. Yeah, correct? yeah. I mean, all all sports. If there's something on the sports, I. I like to watch it. Okay. If, when I'm working my bar, that's what's going to be on TV. Yeah. You know, sports, if somebody yeah. wants something that's not sports on, you know, like hockey or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then or golf, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, because you um, you and I connected over <laughs> sports because I know you're a big fan, and I know we've gotten into conversations about the Jags and basketball and all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff. For um, sure. I wanted to bring uh, the reason I bring that up is because um, you said we were talking about doing the show. And I actually the one thing I really wanted to get into off rip because we talk about violence and fighting a lot on this. You had mentioned a story about something that happened. Just set it up because you know what I'm talking about. Set the whole thing up. Okay, Um, so when this was when I was in high school, a guy, a guy that played defensive end on our team. uh, I won't, I won't drop names because they're they're buddies of mine. Uh, And and if if anybody that I went to high school with hears this, they'll they'll know who I'm talking about. (laughs) But um, anyways, uh, this guy was a defensive end on our team. He was like one of the baddest motherfuckers on the team. Uh, Got a lot of like personal fouls. Made a lot of stupid plays, but when he wasn't, he was a monster. Yeah. You know, always making plays, always, always in the mix. And uh, so one day at practice, him and this guy got into a argument uh, who was a second-team linebacker at the time, and he uh, kind of picked a fight with them. Well, he didn't know that this dude was an MMA fighter on the side. Really? Yeah, so... Uh, the it second was, team linebacker was the guy who the, fought. Was he a big guy or he, was he? He was. Uh, he was. I mean, he you know had a little bit of uh, stack to him. Like he was stout, but I mean, he wasn't. He's you know, nothing. You would he be wasn't like, six. Oh, I gotta watch. He out. wasn't. He wasn't this guy. You know, yeah. he was yeah, yeah, like yeah. you didn't look at him and be like, yeah, he would beat the shit out of this guy. No way. You it, you completely figure it would go the other way. But yeah, he like took him down and put him in a crazy hold in front of like the whole entire team. Was this at we practice? Like yeah, in the it was, middle it was of practice. In the so middle they're still of wearing practice. pads and everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> he so took them down. yeah, they they both like took their helmets off and and he just like completely beat the shit out of him in front of everybody and it totally like. It was kind of funny because it was like at a time when we were kind of getting towards the playoffs and yeah. it it really like humbled and leveled <laughs> the, the entire this, team. This event. Oh, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, the guy that, you know, was off the, off the Richter a little bit. Yeah. He was, he was a little, uh, he was a little more drawn back after that. Yeah. He was a little more humble and uh, kind of making plays the right way instead of, you know, it's a pulling, learning lesson. Pulling somebody down horse collar out of bounds. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember well, him doing that specifically. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how violence, um, you know, violence is frowned upon, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But yeah. I tell people all the time, like, you know, the people who talk the most shit are the people who've never been punched in the face for talking exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. And like, I've been uh, in enough fights to where I don't, now I, I don't... I don't pride myself on being, like, a badass or anything like that, but I'm not somebody who's just going to be, like, 
talk down to. Yeah. And a lot of times when you get in somebody's face, they will really level. Yeah, immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once, once they realize there's actual stakes, they kind of... Yeah. We had a similar thing in high school um, where these... Uh, we had this little. I'm, again, I won't say names. That's a good mm. idea. But we had um, we had a guy who played <laughs> yeah, corner, so he's really yeah. small. Uh, and we had this other dude who played defensive tackle, defensive end, was going D one. Mm. Like it's a six A school too, so like some of our players were like players. Yeah. And I remember I was a freshman, so I just remember hearing the story. But this defensive lineman would literally pull his dick out of his pants during practice. <laughs> and when everyone was taking a knee on the sideline, he'd sneak up behind you and he'd put his dick <laughs> on your shoulder pads. And then he'd go, hey, man, hey. And when you turn, there's like a dick in your face. Yeah, that's uh, that was that was high school football for yeah. sure. Uh, that was... And he, but he did it yeah. one time <laughs> to this uh, corner who grew up in Daytona, like grew up like in a rough area. He did it to him. And the corner's a third, like literally, like less than half of his side, like small. Yeah. And this dude's like 6'4, like 3'10. Mm-hmm. The cornerback got up, took his helmet off, and smashed this dude across. He had his helmet off, smashed this dude across the head with his helmet. And the That's, other dude wasn't wearing a helmet either. Fuck, bro. And Miles, I was like, Miles Garrett shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, we're talking about it. It's like, you know, you fuck with people. You, you, ever, think... play, you ever play Blitz the League? No, what's Back that? in the day, bro. Oh, oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Bro, the Blitz game where yeah. it was just like all like made up teams, but yeah. they could like take steroids and like break bones. And, oh, like, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, bro. That game was. That's exactly what it was quick, from. Quick plug. If you've never played Blitz the League. Look it up, find it. PlayStation Two game, one of the greatest football games ever made of all time. It's like Grand Theft Auto and football mixed all in one. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I remember yeah. that game. That game was fun. Yeah. It was like something straight <laughs> out of that game. Yeah, because but it goes to your point where like you mess with certain people and it's like, oh, that was the wrong person to fuck with. Yes, definitely. There's people that just have that that click sometimes that you don't understand. <laughs> and it's always people yeah. you don't expect. Yeah, they're they're quiet. It's the quiet ones, yep. bro. You don't, always have to look out for yeah, the quiet. Don't poke ones. the bear. Yeah. Don't poke exactly. The bear. Yeah. <laughs> but you um you said you do a lot of your partying uh at Jack's games, tailgating and stuff like that. Is yeah. that are you a season ticket holder? How long have so you been doing that? So I have been a season ticket holder since 2016. Uh, I did not have season tickets last year. I didn't get season tickets last year during the whole COVID crisis because yeah. it was 20%. I mean, that's about what we got normally anyways. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't want to go to the games at 20%. So I, I have already renewed my season tickets for this year. Uh, herbs, herbs in town. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is, is crossing my fingers coming to town uh so we have to take him there's, yeah there's no way we don't if we right? don't i'll return my deposit so yeah. it's, it's, okay. it's yeah it's it's at that point you hear yeah, that tony if, yeah <laughs> so if we don't take trevor lawrence my deposit's going back but um yeah so i would say my most memorable party story at a jags game uh in 2017 when we made our big run um i had season tickets that year oh that's an awesome time yeah so um is that when you got the tattoo uh, so I did, yeah, I got it that year. But I, I, I've been a Jags fan. Like I don't want it to seem like I got it, like you know, during our big run in 2017. Like I, my first Jags game was in 1999. We played the Broncos on Monday Night Football, and Mike Hollis kicked a game-winning field goal. Damn, like, how old were like, you at that game? You I was, been... I was eight years old. I was gonna so, say, yeah, yeah. That, I moved to, I moved to Florida when I was five okay. from Arkansas. So yeah, um, but that explains so much. You're yeah. originally from Arkansas. <laughs> 
Woo Pig Suey, dude. We're, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're, hey, we're in the Sweet 16 right now. The hogs are making a splash. Really? I'm telling you. Yeah. I didn't even know you were from. I, I just assumed. Where's my shit? Hold on. Uh, I, I know nobody can see this. For everyone listening, it's, the tattoo I'm talking about is Aaron <laughs> has an old school uh, Jacksonville Jaguars logo tattooed on his arm, his forearm. And he also has an Arkansas Razorback hog hat. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what's on right now. Yeah. We're in the Sweet 16. So Damn. It's a big year for us. You're just killing yeah. it. I didn't even realize <laughs> you were from out of state. Yeah. I, I yeah. just assumed so, you grew up um, in Jacksonville. So, yeah, I'm from Arkansas. They're, they're a college team. They're, they're definitely my number two college team but behind the Florida Gators. And yeah. then uh, Jags, I've been a fan of, you know, since I, since I knew what NFL football was, yeah. essentially. But, yeah, my first game was back in, like, 99. Um, but, yeah, in 17, uh, that was definitely my biggest party story. When we were um, – I've got tickets with a couple good buddies of mine. And um, <clears throat> for that game, uh, so we got all together at, like, 9 in the morning. The game was at, like, 1. It yeah. was pretty cold, uh, which is rare for a Jags game. Uh yeah, normally it's like a hundred. Because yeah, normally we're not playing that late in the year, too. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, good point. But um yeah, we all got together at like nine in the morning and we took like forty milligram Adderalls. So like the Jeez. the big boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were we were very wired uh for the game and ready to go, pumped up, uh, and just drank ourselves like into oblivion so so you see this is something that i learned in college was if i ever took adderall it was very difficult to drink because i already drank a lot and then if i took adderall and tried to drink on top of it i'd be see, like this isn't doing anything i think it's different for everybody because when i take adderall like i drink light beer like it's water like yeah. give me a miller light and i will just destroy them all day. yeah that's yeah because yeah. it's that's that's all I drink. Okay. So, yeah, like when I when I go to the Jags games, I drink Miller Lite or I drink gin and tonic. That's, okay. That's it. But um, so that day um, we're sitting in the stands and I I'm a big pot smoker. Like I smoke a lot of pot and I'm thinking like, damn, I'm gonna be at this game all day and I'm not gonna be able to smoke pot. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna start crashing. Like yeah. if I can't smoke a little pot, that's how much pot I smoke. <laughs> Regrettably, but um, <laughs> like. So we're sitting in the stands and I look down and about 10 rows in front of me, I see this guy hitting what I know is a weed pen. A, a, a qualified weed smoker knows a knows a weed pen from a tobacco. Vape. OK. Yeah. So you can I just see it. So I see him. I see him smoking it. And I walk right up to this guy and I, I'm doing pretty well at this point. Um, like it's you know, this is during busy season as a bartender. We just got out of like, you know, December, January. This is playoff season. Yeah. So it's we're we're making good money at this point. You okay. know, you're yeah, a yeah. service industry yeah, guy. Yeah. So um I walk right up to this guy and I go, Hey man, I'll give you a hundred bucks right now for that entire weed pen setup. And he just hands it to me and I gave him a hundred bucks. Damn. And, yeah. And so I took the weed pen right back to my seat and me and my buddies smoked weed out of a weed pen for the rest of the game while we were getting hammered and uh it's it's definitely the longest snapchat story that i've ever posted <laughs> in my entire life um i can send it to you after we're done or whatever it's it's probably it's about five minutes worth of snapchat story really in that game and i remember almost none of it it's, oh, it's like like there's literally parts where i'm like interviewing people after the game like 
we won a playoff game. How do you feel about winning the playoff game? And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, bro. It's like, I'm like standing in the line to go piss in the bathroom and like talking to people in line about how they feel about the game. Like, Are people like responding? Or, like, oh, they yeah. They're it? like, yeah, man, been a Jacks fan for so long, bro. Well, yeah, they're it's probably like, as wasted as you are. Oh, bro, we were, it's, it was one of the best days in Jacksonville Jaguars history. I mean, it's one of our, you know, can count on one hand home playoff wins. Yeah. So it's well home playoff games, period. And yeah. To but win, but yeah. home playoff wins, you know, yeah. it's, it was, it was super special to be there. And that was then, against Tyrod Taylor and the Buffalo bills. Yes. Jalen Ramsey, um, God rest his soul. Uh, <laughs> he, he made a game one. <laughs> he made a game one, an interception. Uh, yeah. Against Nathan Peterman from the Bartram trail bears. Uh, fuck them. Goes, Go Jackets, St. Augustine High School. Um, but yeah, Nathan, oh yeah, he's from a rival high Nathan school. Nathan Peterman, who was from a rival high school of mine, uh, yeah, what was the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills at that point, and and uh, threw us a dime game win and interception. Uh, we God. moved on to the next round, and oh, yeah, because Ty, what Tyrod didn't handled, play or he got bounced from the game, or well, Tyrod got hurt. That's what uh, it was. yeah, okay. which is a common theme in his career, and then. Uh, Next round, we, next round we beat the Steelers, which we are the only team ever to have beat the Steelers at home twice in a year, yeah. and we've done it two times. We did it in 2007, and we did it in 2017. Uh, we did it uh, whenever Gerard made the 30-yard oh, uh, yeah, right run on, like, fourth and one. Yeah, yeah. way back in the day, God. so that was, that was huge. But... Um, yeah, that was it was that was a huge run, man. It was it was cool to be at at you know pretty much every game that year. I missed like one game, I think. So oh, really? that was so it, works cool about you taking this, off and stuff. Or? Yeah, they, they. I actually get Sundays off during the season. I rotate with another one of our managers. Um, he works on a he works Sundays off season and I work, he works Sundays during season. I work Sundays off season. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. That works out perfect. So, I mean, I work a little, I work more Sundays, but for me to get Sundays off during the season, it's, it works for me. Yeah. So, it's worth it. Yeah. And if it extends to playoff times, which it normally doesn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got my back on that too. Well, so. and it's cool too, or not cool. It's actually ironic, I guess, because we ended up, I remember we ended up losing to the Patriots. Yeah. And then the next year, it was like the third game of the season. We beat the Patriots. That's the one where I, I, show, I think I showed you the video right before the show where I roundhoused the Miller Lite. Yeah, that was from that game? Yeah, I roundhoused the Miller Lite off my buddy's head um, before that game. Where do you and, guys, uh, did you guys just tail, so you get there? Lot J. Okay, No, yeah. sorry, Lot E. Lot E? Yeah, Lot E. I was going to e say Lot J, I've tailgated there before. Yeah. That one's nuts. Uh, E for Eads. That's what I always remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's selfish, but that's how I remember it. So do you guys, um, you said you like it started around nine in the morning. Do you start at the house? So we start up? at the house and then ride up. Uh, so it's ironically enough, my buddy's uncle is a father uh, in, a, in a church in town and, oh, okay. and, and he drives us, he drives us up, which is, it's super cool. We call him, we call him the Pope and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna drop any names, you know, because. Yeah. But um. But yeah, we call him the Pope. He's awesome. Yeah. He he takes us up to every game. We fucking always have a good time. Sometimes we get a little too drunk for his liking. I would say. Oh. Uh, right. Yeah, but I mean, he parties with us too. Sometimes you know he just never gets you know Crazy. too torn up to drive home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing I will say is the the Pope was like playoff win at home. Ruth Chris on me. Like we're all going, and it was me. Um. 
a, and two buddies of mine, uh, one, one is his nephew and then, and then him. So four of us. And he was, you know, front the whole bill. Oh, wow. And, uh, I ate like half a steak and took like three sips out of a Manhattan and I just could not deal anymore. Oh, like, really? I, I literally, just I just like couldn't eat. And I was like, I need to lay down. Like basically like I, I crashed all at like one point. So like I literally just went and like slept in the car oh, for, <laughs> for like, <laughs> I forgot this part of the story. I slept in the car for like 45 minutes till they were done with dinner and I felt like super bad, but I would have felt way worse if I like puked all over the I table at Ruth that, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be shocked how we were often. actually um like like three of the Jags offensive linemen were sitting at the table like right next to us. Yeah. And it was cool because like I mean I was super fucked up, but I got to like shake their hands and be like, Great win, guys, good luck next week. And then yeah. they beat the Steelers next That's week, awesome. which was sweet, man. The cool um, thing about we, working down. We low key own the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well the, it was crazy. When I used to work across the river at Morton's um, we uh had to we took care of the Steelers all the time because yeah. they stayed at the Hyatt. Mm-hmm. So like two years in a row, I took care of um like the entire defense, uh Joey Porter, like Ryan Shazier, like all those guys were in there and oh, stuff. Ryan Shazier, yeah, man, that's a tough one. That's yeah. it's tough to talk about, bro. That's a- oh yeah. I mean, he's doing he's doing real well. He works for the uh, Ringer now, as uh yeah, like he does. You know, it's 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 he's doing real well, but he probably would have been a. A legend, yeah, you know, like yeah, he, he was, true. he was definitely, he, yeah, you know, it especially happens. if you, you watch keep, the hit, it's so inconspicuous. It's, it is, man. That it's, it's the reason why they're trying to eliminate, you know, All kickoffs, those, yeah. and and whatnot. That's that's when it happened. Yeah, it was on a kickoff, yeah. I believe. Yeah, but they um they do this thing where um they all put their so you can buy out. So everyone has it like as a, as a group. So it's either the, like the starting defense or the defensive line or the offensive line. And I've seen them do this on multiple occasions, but you can buy out. So you can just put $200 in the pot and be like, that's it. I'm done. Or, or they'll all take out their credit cards and they put them in a hat. And then they have one of the servers, normally the prettiest girl, pull out a credit card. (laughs) And then that person has to front the rest of the bill. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's nuts because the bills are not small. No, you've seen some of those like viral posts about like the fucking like, there was one I saw after some team won the Stanley Cup that was like six hundred thousand. Yeah, it's you know? insane. It's like, like we never, we've never jacked. A, it's never. I've never seen it jacked up that high. Um, like I remember a few years ago, Courtney and Nick and I went to Top Golf, and it was like we were like we're just gonna go have a good time at Top Golf, and Top Golf just like raped us over a barrel, dude. Like we spent like four hundred bucks just oh, having real? a good time at Top Golf, you know? Because like you're written, you're written the booths. You're having a good time. And they're like, you want a double? It's like, yeah, I want a double. Well, yeah. I want a double. But you don't know that Jameson costs 10 bucks a pour there, you know? And then they charge you, yeah, 20. <laughs> and yeah, 20. Because yeah. instead you know, of doing a rocks pour, they charge the you way, for two drinks. The way I drink and yeah. the way I snack when I've been ripping out of a dab pen the whole yeah. time I've been there. You know, we, me, Nick, and Courtney, like, we, we, it set us back financially for, like, months. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was just like, <laughs> we're never going to Top Golf again. Yeah, yeah. Those places get. I remember when I uh, was in college, I had gotten those uh, credit cards. Like, oh, yeah. you were, like you turn eighteen, nineteen, and they just start sending them to you. Yeah, it's like fuck it. This yeah. money will be here and it's later because like I'm in college. I'm gonna be a wild success. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's only like I'll a three hundred dollar limit. Yeah. and I'm sure you get this in St. Augustine with Flagler College being right there. I'm sure you get college kids that come in and think they're gonna like ball out of control. It's so funny is the thing it is because, you know, a lot of times 
which I'm sure you identify with as a service industry worker, people that you wait for, bartend for, all think that they are so much more intelligent than you are. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you, you know, like, it's like, I want a Tito's and soda with a splash of crayon and a lime. And it's, do you not think that I've made that 5,000 times before for every white bitch that's coming here? (laughs) Like, it's like, I know, I know exactly. I could literally finish your sentence before you're done. Yeah. Like, I want a Tito's and soda with a splash of crayon and a lime. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got, got it. Coming up. Yeah. Have, <laughs> like, um, I think I've told this story before, but I think you could appreciate this. I've had guests before, like, not even hide it. Like, yeah. we'll get to talking, and I'll be like, like if, especially if football comes up or something, you know me. I mention it mm-hmm. in every set. I always have to mention it. So I'll be like, yeah, I played college football. Yeah. And then we'll start talking, and then... You have and to mention your life with with any guest. You know, it's it's where you make connection. That's where you make yeah, that you build rapport and tips. Actually, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every time when they know you on a personal level, they want to take care of you. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you feel like you're and that's how you run the game, motherfuckers. That's yeah, yes. that's how we do it. But they inevitably, not always, but every once in a while, especially if it's older women, yeah. they always go, "Oh my god, you went to school?" And I go, "Yeah, I actually have two degrees." <laughs> yeah. And then they go, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, we we are not we one don't of my, know each other. Like one that. of my favorites to tell people is I'm like they I've literally had people ask me as a bartender, when are you going to go back to school? Because I dropped out of school with about a semester left of college, okay. which was which was kind of stupid. But in retrospect, the thing I always tell them is I'll go back to school when my buddies that I went to school with are making more money than i am right yeah now. exactly so, <laughs> what i always do i get them i get them in their soul i yeah, look at them and yeah. i go well i'm pursuing my dream of stand-up comedy yeah. and this schedule i can do that on the side too yeah. which i have three days off a week which yeah. is cool um i mean i have a son now so that's a lot of that time is dedicated to him i don't get to go to all the open mics i used to go to but i can use that time for experience for writing and for yeah, having absolutely. my time you know so. Yeah, I always hit him with that. I always go, I'm pursuing my dream. Yeah. And then I look right at him and I go, you know, so many people mm-hmm. just grow up and play it safe. Yeah. <laughs> get a regular job. Exactly. And then they die and no one remembers and them. And shit on everybody else's dreams. Yeah. That's, that's their pastime. But it's yeah. so much fun to like really look at people in the eye and be like, yeah, you're like the 10th businessman I've seen tonight. I yeah. won't remember you. Like, yeah, who are you? Because you're at dinner after you went to work. Yeah, like, like who go cares? Home. Go home, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But it's also um, weird, too, because I've waited on, um, and the listeners know this, I used to wait on Tony Khan, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Shad's son. Um, and it's weird because, you know, he's a billionaire, and he's mm. one of the nicest people I've ever waited on. And I'm sure you get this, too, working in bars, and then you get people who make a couple hundred grand a year. Yeah, so... And- I've had Bortles, yeah. I've, I've had uh, I had Tim Tebow one yeah. time, uh, not at the bar, but in our restaurant. Okay, Tim, yeah, Tim Tebow didn't come to the bar. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he, we'll make that a, very. He's clear got a reputation to uphold. He can, nobody could take a picture of Tim Tebow at the bar. Yeah, he's that would. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was in our restaurant. Um, but sorry, go ahead. No, but yeah. I was just saying, a lot of those people that are not only public spotlight or not, but people who are like exceptionally mm. like well off are normally super nice. Yeah. And it's the people who are like a few tiers below that, that make a very comfortable living, but they want to like show off. Those are always the dicks. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so weird. Cause it's like, I know someone who could like buy and sell you and he's <laughs> nice and you're an asshole. Like this yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, Jags, Jags front. Another one. Uh, when I worked at caps, this was like one of the like shining moments of my like, 
the high school of hood. Uh, I was like 18 working at Caps on the Waterfront in St. Augustine as a busser. And Maurice Jones Drew pulled up on a jet ski at the, <laughs> at the dock with two bitches on the back. And <laughs> like, they sat there and had lunch together and were like, it was very obvious that he was with both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the thing. And it was just like, as an 18 year old buster, I was just like, I couldn't walk past the table without just like gawking the Staring. whole time. Like, Oh my God, that's Maurice. Yeah. And it was, it was, he was with two very exceptional looking ladies, but the whole time I was just staring at Maurice Jones. That's MJD, baby. Like, That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we also had David Garrard in a few times when I worked there, which was super cool. Yeah, I've been taking care of David for years now. He's a Jags legend, man. Yeah. And 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 people Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. People he's... really sleep on how important he was to the team at the time. Cause I mean, Byron Leftwich, as as much as people, you know, love on him he wasn't what we wanted him to be yeah. and and david Gerard really picked up the slack for that like at the time you know because we had a great team besides him yeah. uh, i mean we were we had a great defense we had you know our right receivers but guys that went and got it i mean we had reggie williams was a bust a bit but he still yeah. could go get the ball we had ernest wilford you know we had uh the, we God, you're like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I I love the Jags. I do. Yeah, I, I love the I love sports. But um, yeah, at that point we had a squad, and 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 it was it was nice that Gerard was able to step in and play such a positive role for us when Byron Leftwich really wasn't it for us. Yeah, and and we traded up to draft him. You know? I know. No, no, sorry. That was one of the craziest moments in draft history because the clock literally ran out on the Minnesota Vikings. That's what happened, and, and they got skipped. We drafted Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was what happened. And they needed a quarterback at that point, too, I believe. Yeah. I think they were teetering on it. I think they so. always need a quarterback. Yeah, they had. I th- I, that was when Cole Pepper was like on his way out, I think. Yeah. So, but... um. You, yeah. <laughs> this episode's gonna be like all sports and comedy, yeah. and that's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we. Um, um, I will give you one of my very favorite stories that I that I've been. Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out how to how to slice it in here all show, but that this is just gonna be yeah, a no segue one. So when I was in uh, when I was in college at UCF, I I was. I was making music uh, a lot. I was doing hip hop music. Um, I actually got some pretty good notice at a lot of points. Like I met some pretty important people. I met DJ Khaled. Uh, he was recording at the studio that I record at one time. We were together in the same studio. Um, definitely, you know, got some solid notice and good plays out of it. But the coolest thing that ever happened to me when I was making music is related to sports. Um, and, also kind of getting fucked up. So I, I <laughs> thought that uh, I should talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. So I was at um, KDS Studios in Orlando one time. Shouts and, out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this was when I was going to UCF. And at that point, uh, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, was going to UCF. And he was also experimenting like with music. So one night, him and... Uh, AJ Ramsa, who was our point guard at that time, like they they came through KDS Studios, and I was I I went to games a lot, like yeah. when I was at UCF, like especially basketball games. Like I didn't go to a lot of the football games because, like for me, I went to Gator games growing up. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, going to UCF football games wasn't the same as going to Gator games to me. I was like, this is kind of cool, but it's like it's not 
95 oh trust me fans. i played in the yeah, swamp yeah it's, it's the fucking it's, worst it's fucking different that's yeah. why i hate yeah. the gators it's the it's the toughest place to play in america uh, they're like they're, 10 feet off of the field they're, they're on top of you. yeah they're in death valley are like the two toughest places to play in the nation to me i didn't go to a lot of football games when i was at ucf uh i went to a lot of basketball games because i thought that was fun i got to see and like memphis played ucf a lot like i got to see will barton play when oh, he was cool. at memphis he hit a game winner against us one game when i went to which like silenced our whole stadium yeah. but still on the inside i was like damn this is gonna be on sports center later that's really <laughs> cool you know like, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah marcus jordan played for us at that point and uh at one point he came to kds studios when i was recording some music because like i would go there my my engineer at that point uh the guy that makes all my tracks and did everything like that worked at kds studios so i would go there when there was no when there was nobody scheduled yeah that would so be when like, they he would, like open studio time, he would be he like just... you come in record your shit you know if i have somebody come in you just chill on the couch hang out yeah. while they do their shit and then we'll get back to it after that you know that was our thing that's a, it's always well, awesome having a one night like marcus jordan came in with with aj ramsa and i had like been watching these guys play basketball for the last year and it was just like nuts and he's like looks at me and was like do you smoke and i was like yeah bro and then, <laughs> so like he's like cool i got a couple blunts like let's smoke and i was like all right cool sounds good so like me and him are like smoking blunts and i had just like one of my biggest like high moments of all time like as marcus jordan like passed me the blunt i just kind of looked at the tip of it and thought oh my god michael jordan's dna is on this blunt <laughs> and, <laughs> And I'm about to smoke it. Like the goats, this is that goat strain right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh like, my God. Yeah. I didn't even think like, about that. Yeah. Like that's all I could think about the whole time I was smoking the blunt. I was like, just thinking of Michael Jordan highlights. Like, oh my God. And then at one point, like, he started like talking about LeBron. Like, Marcus was like, yeah, man. He's like, everybody talking about LeBron. He's like, man, LeBron's not even on Kobe's level, man. Like, like <laughs> he said something like that. And I was just like, oh, my God, Michael Jordan's son is talking shit about LeBron in front of me right now. You know? <laughs> just like, That's got to be a surreal experience. I was like, this is the craziest shit ever. Yeah. Like, Damn. It, was, it was blowing my mind at that point. And, yeah, like, another time uh, I met DJ Khaled in the same studio. And that one was kind of – so a good buddy of mine – uh, I rapped with at the time. His name was David Smith. Uh, he goes by Slade as a rapper. He's awesome. If any, if you want to check him out, Slade. shouts out Slade. S with a dollar sign. Um, Lucky Lutz too is another alter ego. Ego, ego. What the fuck is that? Ego. <laughs> but um, anyways, we were chilling, and uh, DJ Khaled came by one night, and uh, he like comes up to me, and he's like. Hey man, what's up? What's your name? And I was like, my name's Aaron, man. And he was like, Khaled, <laughs> and just like shakes, my, <laughs> like shakes my hand. Like we know who you are. And he goes in the studio and he's doing an intro for like my buddy, uh, who's from Orlando. Uh, his name was uh, Slim Goody, and he's still making music too. Check check out Slim Goody. But um, anyways, he he's from Miami, and Slim Goody's from Orlando, and his intro was just like Miami. Orlando, Lincoln. Nah, I don't like that. Bring it back real quick. Bring it back real quick. And like that's how he was recording like the whole time. And like my buddy's like sitting beside me, just like 
keeps looking at me with these faces like oh my god like and he's just making me like crack the fuck up like the whole time and i'm just trying to keep a straight face because i'm like this is an important dude if we get a cool relationship don't like like, this could be a big deal for me like i gotta i gotta gotta have a good relationship with dj Khaled. yeah Yeah. (laughs) well it's crazy too because those those intros and those songs are so iconic he paid him like like over like I, I can't remember the figures but it was it was over four figures like just to do like the, the intro on his song like all he did was say like Miami Orlando like link up we in the house and yeah. that was it that was it like he said like literally like just a few lines at the beginning of the song 10 grand but, the that was it yeah. yeah and it was like over it was over four I won't say it was 10 grand but it was like it was a good amount of money yeah. that he paid him for sure. It was it was it was more than I make in like a week at work for sure. Yeah, you know, which, just for a couple I of mean, minutes, which isn't. Which, uh, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not shitting on myself. I, I yeah. do all right. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. You do so, well. but but DJ Khaled made that much for doing a ten second intro you that know? you guys so were laughing at the whole time. Yeah, and we were just like cracking up. We're, we're making fun of him, but the hey, yeah, shit, this man's making this man's making enough to pay my next month's semester at this point yeah yeah that's crazy my next my next next month's semester i've been out of college for a long time (laughs) my next he's next next semester for a long yeah he uh it's weird too because i mean we see it in comedy a lot where there's certain names that just like can show up somewhere and like as far as like money and stuff like they like we oh if if fucking if Dave Chappelle walked into Paper Root and was like, "Hey, let me do an hour," I'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, everybody else, you're not doing the show tonight." Yeah, uh, we got Dave Chappelle. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy though because it's like, like I was looking at, um, I don't know. I've been listening to podcasts for so long, and I've heard comics talk about like doing commercial spots or doing voiceover spots. Yeah, and it's like stupid, like the money, and it's not because they're a known quantity. It's just because that's what it's worth. And so, like, John Reap, I know, told the story about when he got the the Dodge commercials and he was doing the, hey, is that a Hemi? He's yeah. like, that paid for my house. Yeah. I was like, that's five commercials. Yeah, absolutely. And it paid for his house in L.A. It's like nuts. It's so it's it's between just the entertainment industry, the finance, like once you make that's why everyone tries so hard to make it, because once you make it, it's financially you're set. You good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just checking on something. Real, I was checking the time. My bad. So. No, you're fine. I just wanted to make sure because, I, like you said, you do have a baby, so I wanted to make sure everything was all right with that. Sorry, I you apologize. and uh, the very funny Courtney. Yeah, who we're gonna get on the show in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I wonder if your son's gonna grow up to be a comic. Uh, I mean, he definitely laughs at us so far, you know, but it's not anything that's like. Uh, I mean, he's nine months old, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, he could. Everybody's like, "Oh, that's gonna be the funniest baby ever," and it, I just feel like they're cursing it. He's gonna grow up and just be like, you know, a like square Dwight from the office. Yeah, like, I'd be a fucking like, nerd. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, I know you talk about it on stage. Um, were you guys smoking pot today? No, were you guys? Uh, <laughs> were, like, <laughs> come on, if you guys know Aaron, that's not even a question. Uh, were you nervous though about the baby thing? If you don't mind me asking. Okay, so to tell you the truth, yeah, I mean. It was like when it happened, we definitely went through the whole, you know, like talk about like, what are we going to do? You know, is this something that we're going to go through with? You know, is this something that we want to, you know, see what our options are? And, and we, you know, we're both ready for it. I will quotations ready for it. Yeah. And, 
you know, it it got going. Courtney was about seven and a half months pregnant whenever COVID shut the entire world down. I remember so, that. Yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty that was pretty nuts. We definitely had a huge freak out moment at that point, and it was like. Uh, it was definitely scary, you know, but, but but we got through it, you know, and everything. And, and, and it's definitely, it's definitely changed my life for sure. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I am like, I, I party less. I go out to the bars less, but I'm at home, you know, I'm tasting things. I'm drinking things, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a bar manager now. So, you know, I'm trying different stuff out. My go-to is just, taking stupid shots of jameson all the time it's like i'm i'm a dive bar guy primarily but you know i work at a crafty bar but um you know it, it it's changed my life in a sense that it's it, it's tough you know taking care of a kid for sure yeah i could imagine it's the fun times are going to make up for the tough times like absolutely tenfold yeah you know like for all the times that i can't get him to bed and he's crying and slapping me in the face and mad and yelling at me it makes up for it tenfold when he wakes up first thing in the morning and i walk in there and he's just like super stoked like yeah that. like I'm what's around. up dad yeah 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 you know so that's awesome that, man. that's that's a that's a cool part of it it's so it's weird to think because i was down here a year ago when we yeah. were we were doing kind of like, like movie night when all this kind of stuff started happening because after a month, yeah, of I remember all of us Baker being was here. Down. Baker was here. He brought the, uh, he brought the Ray and nephew over. That, yeah, that overproof. That I'm gonna tell you straight up, as a bartender, somebody that knows liquor, Ray and nephew is one of my favorite rums out there. And when Stephen Baker brought Ray and nephew rum through our house, I just he jumped so many levels in my book and like <laughs> and it was hard for him too because i love him so much already yeah but like when i saw him with a bottle of ray and nephew in his hands i was just like oh my god even better. Stephen baker yeah you just you know me like no you other. melted my heart yes like you you are so young and you already know that this is this is good rum yeah yes god, <laughs> he crushed it at that show man I mean, that he was, all crushed I was, it, but i was so proud of him it was it one was of his funny. first big headlining sets i can't lie was i was so kind of well. I, I was kind of ripping i was kind of ripping about him to his girlfriend like like messing with him yeah like a little bit like oh really yeah but but i love Stephen baker i i do that to literally every single person that i've ever known in the yeah. entire world if they're with their girlfriend i'm gonna make fun of them too. <laughs> that's that's how it that's how i do it that's, yeah that's yeah, just that's, how you roll that's my mo yeah but yeah it was it was so much fun watching him do that set man and i don't know he's he's awesome yeah yeah i love stephen baker to death and it was it was cool going up there with courtney and nick man and and having a show together yeah you, you guys know, everybody was like it was like the old day. Everybody yeah, was kind of rocking. That was an awesome show. That yeah. was a fun show. Brian Brian really puts on a great show at, at uh, Hyperion. Yeah. yeah. The third Friday yeah. of every month. If anybody's listening in Jacksonville wants to come to that show. Yeah, that's a super fun <laughs> show. Hyperion's the shit. But speaking of super fun shows, everyone keep, a, keep an eye out for Paper Root to come back. Because that is the showcase in St. Augustine. Plug everything one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Paper Root definitely will be coming back soon. Um, if you're looking for me, uh, my comedy, upcoming shows, I'm on Facebook at Aaron Eads, uh, Instagram at Eadstagram, E A D E S Tagram. 
Uh, and then uh, Twitter, it's just my whole name backwards. Aaron Eads backwards. Sade Nora. There it is. Beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate you doing the show, man. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I had a great time. Always great talking Jags, talking sports, talking Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, follow me on everything at Brennan T. Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com, for upcoming dates. Please uh, pledge on Patreon and all that good stuff. Subscribe, rate, review. Talk to you all next week. Jameson.